0: Welcome to Awake with Javon, and I have <clears throat> a lovely opportunity and uh, a treat of having Patricia Garza Pinto as a guest today. Hello there.
1: Hi. <laughs> Hi, Javon. Nice to see you again.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patricia, uh, you are a uh, basically a... Divine healer of sorts, using allowing yourself to be a channel to to what spirit and God and everything that is for us to to do its work within us of healing. What what, what, what do you have a, a title for yourself? What do you call yourself?
1: Well, first and foremost, I consider and call myself a holistic health and wellness practitioner.
0: There you go. Yes. Health and wellness practitioner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by that, do you do you mean uh, that all things? All things you do start with a healthy body, wellness body. Is that?: what
1: Absolutely. I mean? um, holistic meaning a whole, right? The whole, a whole approach. And usually when I explain it as I will do now, I'll, I'll say that um, it is my experience and knowledge that um, without being holistically um, healthy, then we are out of balance. Well, what does that mean? whole mind body spirit because one is the other as above so below as within so without how you do one thing is how you do everything Mm -hmm. and perhaps an example of that would be if you see somebody you know at an intersection you happen to look over inside their car and you see a bunch of clutter and all kinds of trash and stuff all over the place you know the dashboard or you know whatever Um, that is a representation of their life. They're spending a lot of time in their car and if it's okay for them and it feels okay for them to have their car, the inside of the car look like that, what does the inside of their house look like? What does the inside of their body and their spirit look like? Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it. So it's definitely a holistic approach. Yes, having a healthy body is a part of that, but that's just a piece of the the puzzle.
0: Mm -hmm. So an unhealthy body would be Uh, a a symptom of an unorganized, blocked, energetic life? Yeah. Like, like, or something that is blocking the whole from being healthy?
1: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. You know, if you understand the the chakra system in the body, and the chakras, uh, that's another name for areas of the body, regions of the body. That correlate energy systems, energy system area regions of the body that correlate with the internal body at an energetic level. When those chakras, those energy systems are blocked, I ask myself as a holistic health and wellness practitioner in regards to my client and myself, because I'm human. I'm still in this human skin suit, so I have to check myself every once in a while. Um, when they're blocked, I ask what organs what area of the body is this and what does that represent for my client for myself so yes if you if you've got a, a pain in your back or in your knee or in your you know head what does that represent it could represent many different things but you know it's nice to get specific and and the way I do that would be coaching a client through some inner child work because in my experience as well, Javon, um, and also my knowledge and teaching is, is, uh, the inner child. And we all have inner children, you know, different ages and, and different ages around trauma. Um, the inner child will speak to us through behaviors and we don't understand it as adult adults because we're not in tune to the inner children that live within us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so uh, let me think about that. How do I give an example of that? Okay, well, I always use my own personal stories and examples because I feel I've got a lot of experience around it. Um, I ha- I was in a relationship once with a partner not, not too long ago, and um, the relationship was going through ups and downs. I didn't realize it at the time because my ego didn't want to believe it. I was ignoring aspects of my inner child and how they were little Patty was speaking to her. Well, what does that mean? How did that show up? Well, okay. An example was I was to host a party uh, for this individual. And I said, yes, initially, my ego said, yes. The part of me that didn't want to not be loved said yes to this person. And then as the weeks went by, I started to feel uneasy, uncomfortable, mm, uh, probably a little more stress, some anxiety that I didn't even realize I was having And then when I sat in quiet time, meditation, prayer, to listen to that small, still voice, uh, parts of me, little Patty, started speaking up. And what I thought I heard her say in my heart um, is, um, what about us? I don't want to host this party. I want you, Patricia, to pay attention to me. Why don't we just have a quiet day today and relax all weekend? So see? And and if I didn't do that, which I have ignored my inner children many times in the past, that's when I get in trouble. That's when we get in trouble, you know. So, so it we can t- go, let's pull. There's so many layers to pull off, right? right.
0: So we have uh, we have different bodies. Then you're, you're so we're not just a body. We're multi-body, multi-dimensional, multi-
1: multi-dimensional. The mind, the body, the spirit. There are many layers, many energetic layers to okay. us. Right. I mean, I believe in a in the Western world we think we only have seven, eight chakras. Well, in the other world, in the other countries and philosophies, we have 14, so I think even 21. So we are multi-dimensional beings. Definitely.
0: So so how how does that work? So the the basic chunks that I think most would agree on that would even dabble in that concept is is the mind, body, spirit, those different bodies. Uh, as as we're referring it to, how what does that look like when when you're helping somebody? Do you are you are you like analyzing? <coughs> excuse me. Each one. Um. How how what? How do you engage with that with somebody or or with yourself?
1: Okay. Um. Well, each each of us are different, right? We're made up different uh, based on our life experiences. Um. So how I do that is a client will ask to come see me or or work with me. And of course, there's going to be some conversation over the phone first, asking specific questions. You know, the first and foremost question is, what is your intention? What would you like uh, to to experience in working together? How how may I be of service to you? And then by the time they get to me in person at my house, because that's where I work with clients, 99% of the time, they are in tears within the first 10 minutes, sitting in my living room, uh, getting ready to meet. And as soon as that happens, I know that there's been a lot of emotional baggage that has been carried all these years with this particular individual. So I look at the emotional body, um, and they're obviously manifesting their sorrow, their grief, their pain through their tears, their frustration. And then there are many different questions intuitively um, that are asked to get to see that, the the root, the etiology, to get me to understand the etiology uh, of of why they're experiencing what they're experiencing. And then we just start peeling back more layers. We, because we have to work together, I have, I'm only here to ask questions um, that the person doesn't see or have it have the same perspective because they're so in it, right? when we're stuck in our muck and mire, we can't see the forest or the trees. you have somebody else outside of you who's who's holding sacred space for you who is trained to ask certain questions based on what you're sharing, then they can start uh, the answers will start coming out of them. I'm not here to give anybody answers. I am not here to heal anybody. you know everybody has a potential to heal that was a gift that was given to us. So we all have the potential to heal, but when we're stuck in our muck and mire and in our head and and fearful to move forward, then we can't see anything. It's very cloudy. So mm. it, it, oftentimes it takes a different, you know, perspective, of somebody else to hold, hold our hand in a sense And And I have my teachers as well, you know, especially as of late, I've been, you know, having more conversations with some of my teachers, a couple of my teachers. And my question is, what am I not seeing? Because I'm feeling A, B, or C, or I'm feeling A. What am I not seeing? Those blinders, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, multi-layered. We're multi-dimensional beings, and I'll tell you what: whatever happens emotionally will manifest itself uh, physically, one mm-hmm. way or another through breakdown of the body. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I, I, I see it as uh, the. The healer is never the one healing, right? Like you said, uh, we we have we have the potential within, and you know, even even Jesus, right? He always said, you it's you know like, hey, I healed you." He always said, "Your faith has made you well," and then he always said, "Don't tell anybody," which was always curious to me.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a that lie. Maybe he said that because he wants us to share with everybody this beautiful gift.
0: Yeah. Well, and also the the attention drawn to the, the healer, right? We have a bad rap of the hotel evangelist circle. Uh, people often have a lot of judgment because of the personality focus of that, that world, right? And But who is the healer? Well, the healer is, is spirit, and that spirit is within us all. And so we are our own healers, right? That right. seems like what you were saying. Uh, and my point is, when people come into your space your aura there's something that happens some kind of trigger mm. have you have you um have you experienced that people entering into your space have an easier time healing themselves
1: wow i just got the chills when you said that and um for me when i get the chills uh, the goosebumps um it is spirit um affirming, yes, this is true, Patricia. And it it comes from the inside out from a soul level and it just manifests itself in goosebumps. So that's an affirmation. Thank you for that beautiful question. And I would like to say based on my experience, yes. Um, And again, examples of what does she mean by that? Well, I walked into a health food store once, once, many times actually down in Orange County. And this particular day, I um, was having a meal. This was before all the virus stuff. And then I had to go to the ladies' room. And as soon as I walked into the ladies' room, this woman stopped. She was an older woman, I'm guessing probably uh, in her early 70s. And she looked at me up and down, and I was kind of taken aback, like, whoa, what what have I done? And, and she said, oh, look at you. And she looked at me again up and down. I said, yeah, hi. And she says, wow. And I didn't know what to say because I've never been approached by a stranger like that and in that manner and she says uh you are very powerful oh wow okay thank you and the first thing i'm thinking is thinking is well thank you for sharing your experience of me because this is only her experience not everybody feels that way about me so thank you for sharing your experience of me i i responded as well and she says um all your clothes and your jewelry and she says you know she says uh you could be very intimidating to some people. And I said, yeah, I I guess I can understand that to to a degree. Um, And it feels like because I have done a lot of deep shadow work for myself with myself, not alone, because, you know, spirits with me, that's the only way I could have gotten through it. Uh, Deep shadow work where I've been, like a rag doll on my living room floor, my eyes have just been so swollen because I've cried my eyes out, my heart was broken. And having had those experiences myself, I've gone through a lot and have put a lot of trauma behind me and have healed a lot of that aspect of self. So if everything is energy and people come into my space, They and they're in tune at all to their own sensitivities, their own energy level or vulnerable within themselves. They're going to feel that. And it's the paradox, the flip side of that is that people that are disconnected from themselves at a mind-body-spirit level, disconnected and they're shut down to themselves, they can't see that, they can't feel it. Because not everybody hears what we have to say, not everybody sees what we see right um so yeah thank you that that feels very true for me that you know perhaps that's one of the reasons why there's so much um success on the part of my clients is because i can only give them what i've given myself which is this deep work
0: yeah and i think most people even even people who have not delved into spiritual work uh they know, they know there's, there's, you can, you can feel other people. There's Krillian photography that, you know, that photographs auras. There's uh, the experience of being in an elevator when someone walks in and you get their vibe, you know, I'll talk to you or I want to stand in this corner and make no eye contact. People get that there is an aura around us that has information and by modern science, uh, the aura or even the, the perimeter of a black hole to use modern science contains all the energy all the information of 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 its uh content so our aura in the same way contains all the information that we're carrying around and if it's if it's coding if it's uh, language of healing well how easy is that to take on just by walking near you yeah you?
1: absolutely and um you know <sighs> You just said that, and what, what came to my mind was um, Jesus and what he represented and what he brought to the world. You know, we, we know that Jesus experienced emotions that we experience anger when he tossed over the tables um, at the temple, um, and, you know, sadness and despair when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane. And Father, please you know, take this from me. Ooh, it triggers emotions in me because one of my most profound spiritual awakenings was in the shower. And, um, I was at my wits end with my life and I didn't even know it. And it was after being up all night snorting cocaine by myself and my little girl was in the living room watching TV. And I remember, um, actually was in the shower the next morning after I put her to bed and everything had And I remember just my heart was aching and I was crying. And I thought, what is this all about? And I didn't understand it. And my heart started to ache more. And I thought I was gonna have a heart attack because I had snorted so much cocaine the night before. And Spirit spoke to me. And it's almost like people say, well, did you hear a voice? I said, no, it was such a powerful inner knowing. And it was, the message I received was, this is not a heart attack. My child, this is your heart aching because you loathe yourself. And look at the life you've been leading. It's all a lie and a facade. So, when I talk about Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane and how his heart was so broken, he didn't want to, a part of him didn't want to take on this big role that he was going to take on that he knew was coming for him. And at the same time, you know, that's what he needed. You know, to take on. So mm. to evolve, if you will, and to bring that beautiful gift to everybody else. So it's facing those parts of shadow that allow us to evolve and get through the shadow because you can't get to the light without getting into the dark tunnel.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and just to be clear, this is this is pre-wellness practitioner. Right. The this was one of this is one of your main experiences that led you. It did. To the place of, of being a place of service as mm-hmm. as this uh, representative for wholeness and energy. Yeah. Uh, thank so.
1: you for that. Yes, uh, thank you for that. It, it definitely was, you know. Um, Tell me that story. There, How'd you get here? Well, uh, wow well, oh my gosh. Um, I'll, I'll, there's so much there. So I'll try to just uh, feel into the points that feel more profound right now. Well, basically, by the time I was 16 years old, I had run away several times. I came from a broken family. I went to five different high schools in high school, um, five different schools in high school. And I didn't understand why we kept moving around. I realized later, well, my mom couldn't afford the rent. She had seven kids, and she was supporting all of us. So that was that. By the time I was 19, I was already married for the first time, first marriage. And I was four months pregnant when I was robbed at gunpoint because I sold um, marijuana, cocaine, acid, and heroin. And when I was robbed at gunpoint carrying a child in my womb, my one and only daughter, um, the first thing I thought was they forced me to strip naked, and I thought I was going to be raped and killed, and therefore my child. And uh, once I got through that, I still wasn't done. I, I mean, fortunately, by the grace of God, I wasn't obviously raped, or I'm still here to... To share the story. Uh, it was all necessary for me to become the woman that I am today. Uh, some would say build a capacity, um, some would say ego, and at that time it definitely was ego. It feels more like a, a very strong spirit, um, a heart space for those who are suffering at this level. And uh, so once I got out of dealing drugs and I had that spiritual awakening in the shower, The first question that came up for me was, well, you need to go back to something that's good for you. What can you find? And what came up was health and wellness. So I became a a general certified trainer, and then I delved deeper into my practice and uh, became check certified, which is the mind-body-spirit approach to health, wellness, and fitness. And then I realized, what's going to set me apart from all the other personal trainers or life coaches out there well, you got 40 years of experience in health, wellness, and fitness, because my father was a competitive bodybuilder, and that's a whole different topic. <laughs> and um, so experiential um, uh, program, along with um, you know, teaching the people how to eat for their genetic body type, because everybody's different, so why are we all eating the same foods? Um, bringing in meditation and prayer. So it's a very holistic approach, a mind, body, spirit, conscious movement. And I don't just mean going to the gym and you know doing typical exercises and lifts where you're sitting on a machine or even standing up, because I did that for many years, a lot of injuries, and I was still very disconnected to other parts of me. So I learned how to teach my clients how to awaken their deep intrinsic muscle unit, which is the teeny tiny muscles under the big superficial six pack. And the easiest way to think about that um, is the teeny tiny muscles that will keep all of us More in adult diapers later, those are the muscles I'm talking about, which is also the area energetically, uh, the the area of a deep wisdom, the source of deep wisdom. So, I decided that I was going to create a program specifically for women and to empower women the way I empowered myself. So, that's how I developed my Divine Your Power Health and Wellness for a 21st Century Training and Coaching program.
0: Uh Oh, which uh, (laughs) Divine that's the Best place to find that and access to that program. Is that right?
1: Yes. And that's D-I-B-I-N-E, DivineMountainRetreat.com.
0: D-I-B-I-N-E, MountainRetreat.com. Mm-hmm. And what, what do people expect or what should people expect if they were to go to that site and sign up?
1: Well, expect in terms of working with me, um, they're going to definitely, I can guarantee you that if they follow the program, like with any program, whether it's a weight loss program through supplements or, you know, a a program with another trainer, it's about commitment and consistency, right? Consistency. So they will definitely walk away with some very powerful tools. Uh, Qigong energy breath work, basic Qigong, I call it. It's bringing the life force energy into the body through the breath. That's why you see, or we don't see them, but that's why so many thousands and hundreds of thousands of elderly Chinese would do Qigong in the park because they knew the benefits uh, to the body and to the mind and the spirit. So basic Qigong work, restorative stretching. A lot of people go to classes and exercise uh, programs and they have a lot of injuries and that's because if the body is not in proper alignment stacked up you know this is considered forward head posture a lot of people have that the ear should be in, li- in line with the shoulders okay the shoulders should be in line and there's a proper posture for the lower back so if if things aren't stacked up properly and people are <laughs> and people are exercising and jogging and you know playing tennis and swinging golf clubs then the injuries start occurring because, right, the pieces, the puzzle pieces are out of whack. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, you're, you're creating a faulty recruitment pattern. So you're br- actually breaking your body down more when it's not in proper alignment and while you're doing exercise. So it's pretty intense. They're going to walk away with some powerful tools, how to eat for their body type based on their ancestors. You know, some sound healing mm-hmm. sessions, many, many things. To offer.
0: Is this in person?
1: Absolutely. It is in person. That's not to say that I can't work through Zoom um, or a phone call. It's just that for me personally, there's something about just being in the same space with somebody and connecting with them. Although energy is everything. So yes, of course, I could work with people over Zoom. I really love just being in the same place with somebody and working with them one-on-one or small groups.
0: Now, is is this uh, one-to-one? Are you working with the small groups or how is there, how does that work?
1: All of the above. On my website, it'll say that I work with private clients, um, and that is very, um, it's a deep immersion. When you think about it, Javon, you know, I had a private client. My first private client came to spend five days with me 24 7. She slept in my guest bedroom. Um, We woke up at the same time, fell asleep at the same time, uh, the whole day spent together. So that private one-on-one, semi-private, meaning a mother and a daughter, a husband and a wife, you know, two sisters, two best friends, and then small group retreats, um, which is, is more affordable for, you know, people as well, because oftentimes they can't afford to, to drop, you know, some cash like that. So if, if you have a broken down into small groups, they still get what I offer. It's just not, you know, that real deep, powerful connection that you yeah. get one-on-one or
0: two people. And where you're at, you're, you're in a lovely mountain setting. Where is that? I am
1: up. Thank you, Lord. I am up on beautiful Wild, which is the sacred mountain of Ottawa. The Cahuilla, the First Nations people walked this land before me and others, and they did a lot of ceremonies here. Beautiful energy up here. And it's a small mountain community. It's um, approximately two hours northeast of San Diego, two hours southeast of L.A., uh, and about an hour out of Palm Springs up the mountain, so it's it's really close, actually.
0: <laughs> nice, Idaho, California, USA.
1: Yes, it's
0: Lovely up there. Well, good. Well, that's good. Well, I hope hope people uh, find you over at the Retreat dot com. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about about shadow work. You went over that. You yeah. you said that uh, for you it left you on the floor crying uh, many nights. What what is shadow work and why is it helpful? Why would somebody inflict themselves with such a
1: Great question. Great question. Okay. I can, once again, only base it on my experience and knowledge. To me, shadow work is when we look at those parts of ourselves that uh, sabotage other parts of ourselves that, um, um, okay, so I'm just going to use some terms here. A shadow would be uh, anger, unjustified anger. Of course, we can get mad if somebody, you know, runs over our toe with a scooter. Ah, you know, and then we get over it. Um, (laughs) So anger, unjustified anger, um, depression, um, insecurity, doubt, envy, um, um, lack of patience. These are all aspects of the shadow. And don't get me wrong. I will say that we actually need our shadow to help us grow. But if we don't understand these parts of ourselves, the dark parts of us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a child, right, Jovan? One, I,
0: yeah, I have two of them.
1: Two, okay. So if, if you were in your shadow, uh, an example, with your children, that would show up as uh, impatient, right? Frustration come here, you, and grab that little hand and, you know, walk them over to the other side of the grocery store because they just knocked off all the cans or something. That's shadow. You're in your shadow with your kids. That was you know, yesterday. well. Knock- <laughs> okay, so, um, so shadow work is in all of us. The key is understanding it, these parts of ourselves, putting meaning to it. What does that mean? Why did I get so frustrated? What's really happening with me? Because it's never what we think it is. It's not the children. The children are being innocent children who are curious and they want to play and they want to run and they want to knock hands off the counters to see what happens when they fall. You know, they're learning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not them, it's me. What part of me is triggered? It ha- what part of me is, is my shadow part triggered? The anger, the frustration, the trying to control, you know, the hyper control over that poor child. So, ah, oh, putting meaning to it, wow. I know why I'm so triggered because when I was a kid, my dad did that to me or my mom. She got frustrated with me and she shook me up and I had to go into my little shame corner as a child and sulk and and not even sulk. I mean, I had to, I felt alone and depressed and sad because I didn't feel like I could express myself. So this is an example of shadow work as a father, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So putting meaning to when these shadow aspects of self. Arise knowing where they came from and why, because you can't change what you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Once you have the awareness, ah, I get it. Now I understand why I was frustrated with my child or my partner, my spouse, because I feel insecure about them maybe, you know, growing more than me or quicker than me or, you know. So mm-hmm. the reason why it's important to embrace the shadow is because our shadow is here to teach us. You know, if we, if we can see it that way, because not everybody does. Some people don't want to look at that aspect of shadow. And they walk around and they say, oh, everything's love and light. Well, if it's true that everything is duality, if it's true that the yin and yang, the black and the dark and the light exists and the paradox, the flip side of everything, then shadow needs to be embraced as well. Because if not, then we're shutting that aspect of self out.
0: Right. Shadow
1: for me has been a beautiful teacher and helped me evolve.
0: Yeah, because it's 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 revealing, uh, it's really revealing beliefs that, and and thought systems that, that aren't very helpful, or at least uh, that they don't feel, they don't give us that peaceful experience as possible.
1: Yeah, maybe they're not meant to. So, how can you know as a peace without knowing chaos? How can you know love without knowing hate? See, yeah. that's the paradox. We have to. Well, we don't have to do anything. I choose to search for the balance. And it is a, a, a mm, it is a, a practice. It's a daily practice, sometimes several times a day. Yeah. You know, somebody cuts me off on the freeway. Dang, you stupid idiot. Ugh. Yeah. And then I was like, oops. And then I laugh at myself like, oh, did you hear that? Who acted out right now? That yeah. wasn't you, Patricia. That's not your higher self. That's your little six-year-old that just got cut off right putting meaning to it then we can have a deeper understanding and then i can have compassion for myself therefore others like the guy that cut me off or
0: yeah what's is it is there a is there a basic formula or a way that people can do shadow work on a day-to-day basis that that you have found works
1: i like that question because nobody's ever asked me that and once again i can only share it based on my experience because that's all i have um i would offer that just being more conscious than average, right, normal, right, more conscious, because I'd like to believe that all of us are conscious beings, and some very highly conscious, like Buddha, and you know, Jesus, and, uh, and some are still discovering those aspects of self, so I would offer, if somebody wants to work on their shadow, if do shadow work, that uh to be more aware of your feelings throughout the day and then maybe at the end of the night i wouldn't even wait i would sometimes i dictate into my phone or i grab a piece of paper wow write that down and then i'll visit it if i don't have time then and there i'll visit it later oh yeah what happened today when uh when your sister said a b and c and you got triggered what was that about? So I start to work with my shadow because it's never what we think it is. It's all projection. I'm projecting onto her and others what I doubt or feel within myself or my expectations. You know, I'm frustrated because you're not getting this. Well, because you're putting expect you put expectations on yourself and you're expecting others through your expectations on yourself to do the same. So it's a beautiful. Uh, I feel it would be a beautiful practice to just either dictate into your phone, take notes by the end of the evening, sit with yourself in a quiet space, maybe even just five minutes and ask yourself, fill back the layer. What does this mean? Where in my life, in my childhood, did I feel this way and just start writing, you know, allow it to flow. And that that's how you start to learn how to connect and bring awareness to your pieces and parts or shadow.
0: Yeah. Cause it can, all these things, like you were saying earlier, the light and the dark and the good and the bad, they all can be servants and friends that are here to teach.
1: Right, right. And, and you know that's an old uh, nursery rhyme. Um, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men could not put Humpty back together again. Who put Humpty back together again? Humpty. Humpty, only we can do that. Nobody can put us back together. Nobody can teach us or or actually can guide, but nobody can ask us to do shadow work or anything or to evolve or grow. Only we can. So only Humpty. That's why the king, all the king's horses, and men couldn't help Humpty. He uh, had to wanna to help himself, right? Yeah.
0: That sounds like a good book title, Putting Humpty Together Again.
1: Oh, I like that. i might have to borrow it from you. <laughs> don't worry. I'll credit you.
0: <laughs> Maybe just an article. I don't know. <laughs> now, you mentioned, you mentioned earlier that everything is energy. Now, sp- speak to that a little bit. And in the context of, of uh, uh, transformation, well, why, why is that an important concept?
1: Uh, Okay, thank you. Uh, Let me think about this. Um, Because the first thing that just came up to my mind was um, I I was working with an editor of a book um, a few years ago. And I gave her an example of something. And she said, that's the problem with you experts. And it was a book on health and wellness. And uh, she says, you think that everybody knows what you're talking about. I want you to write that paragraph, Patricia, as if you're speaking to a seven-year-old. So I'm going to speak to my seven-year-old. Um, energy everything is energy um, okay so when we were kids right we did this game and then we took our hands and we put it over the head and what happened all the hair in between stood up on end we could play with it we could move it that's oh, <laughs> well most of us <laughs> When we were kids Javon <laughs> uh-huh um so that's energy we cannot deny that energy when we took our feet on the carpet and we rubbed them and then we went to our brother or sister or a friend and we touched them and then, ah we got sparked so that's energy so everything is energy it's everywhere whether we want to believe it or not so okay let's let's use this as, as an example keeping it simple because i'm not a scientist i'm not, i'm not into quantum physics only because i don't understand it but I do understand this, curse words, curse words. We know what dropping an F-bomb means, and we know what the F word is, OK? So without saying it, think of that word ooh, and the energy behind that word. That's big. Think about love and the energy behind that word love. What that means to you and how that is represented within your body. See the difference between the energies? So it's very, it feels for me very important to pay attention to my energy, whether I'm walking into a bathroom at a health food store, barreling through the door, and a woman's like, whoa, or I'm picking up a beautiful little two-month-old infant baby and cradling that baby in my arm. The energy I'm expressing, that baby's going to feel it, right? Mm. There's a research done recently, and I I posted it not long ago on my Facebook page. It's actually a video. And the scientists had an experiment uh, with babies and their parents, in this case, the mother and the child. And the, the camera was right there you know, recording everything. The mommy was playing with the baby and there's so much beautiful love and connection between the mommy and that little baby. The baby was about a maybe a year old in a high chair or something. And they had so much fun. And then the, the next part of the experiment was the mother was to turn around completely, look away from the baby. It was like, mommy, where are you why are you looking away? And then the mommy looked back with a blank stare. And it showed physically what the baby was going through. And we know baby, the start, baby the squirm, felt uncomfortable. Immediately that child knew the energy of the mother. And the child started to go into distress. It's like, I wanted to just say, stop the video, quit the experiment. You know, this baby's gonna be marred for life, scarred for life. So anyway, um, that to me, it feels very important to main to be aware of the energy that we hold within ourselves. Because others feel it like you had mentioned earlier, and I don't even know if I answered the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, everything is energy, and and why it's important is it's always it's always doing something. We're always creating, right? We're we're creating the life we don't want. We're creating the life we do want. Uh, we're we're moving towards connection. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're moving apart in in the distortion of separation. Um, yes. And so every, and if that's true, then all these little things—this is what I'm hearing—that you say, all these little things that we might dismiss—they matter because they're creating our worlds and they're affecting everyone.
1: Yes, so it's, it's so true. We can't control yeah. the
0: big things; we can control the little things. So right. our energetic state is of utmost importance.
1: Absolutely, and you know, one of the things that just came up was. Uh, we cannot control anybody. We can only control ourselves uh, and how we feel within ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. that's a choice as well. Um, this is what I learned from one of my teachers, Annette, and it rings very true for me. Energy follows intent, mm-hmm. okay? So for me, what does that mean? Well, if I set an intention, first of all, obviously, in my mind, or maybe even in my heart, I'm not really sure which comes first, the chicken or the egg in this case for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes it starts in the heart, then it goes to the head to create. So let's just say the heart. Um, okay, I'll use this house that, that I'm sitting in right now as an example. Energy follows intent. Or, uh, yeah, energy follows intention. Um, it was my intention to purchase a home. And the reason why is because I wanted to be able to bring private clients, people that were in need of help. Um, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, I wanted to bring them to a place where they would consider safe, where there's a beautiful, soft, healing energy, right? My home is called the Eagle's View Healing Sanctuary. There's a reason for that. So it was in t- my intention to buy a home. At that time, my money was tied up um, with a, in a program. I thought, well, okay, forget about that for now. Um, how badly do you want this home, this space? Well, I really want it. Okay, so what does it mean for you? Well, it means that um, I'm going to feel better about myself and helping other people too. So how are you going to manifest that? You got to put the energy behind it. So I started to envision, visualizing it. I even walked over to the property and grabbed a little rock, no bigger than that. And I took that stone and put it in, in, in my rental. And every day I looked at that stone and I could see that, that that energy of the stone that came from this house that I'm sitting in that I bought, was gonna be mine, we were gonna be sharing that energy. I walked over to the house, looked in the window and it was empty, and I said, I'm gonna put my desk right there in front of this big huge picture window that has a million dollar view over this beautiful landscape of the forest and the trees, which is what I'm staring at right now. Sometimes the hummingbirds come. So after setting the, uh, the intention in the heart and in the mind, then the energy started to follow, see? So energy falls intent. So you can use that energy very purposefully. My sister asked me, we came from the same family. I came from a very, you know, poor to middle-class family. Uh, the St. Vincent de Paul uh, used to bring uh, food to our house at the holidays. She said, how did you create what you have in your life? We both came from the same mom and dad, you know? I guess it was my heart and focusing the energy because the heart is the strongest vibration of love. The strongest energy in the world is the heart energy, 528 hertz. So when we're taking our heart and we're putting that energy out, we can create so many more beautiful things. And that is a ripple effect, Javon. It's an absolute ripple effect.
0: Mm, I love that. Tell me if you would. What you would think your definition of awake is, uh, the this, this show is called Awake with Javon. Uh, you know, there's different levels of awake. You know, you can just be awake from a dream. You're in a fuzzy place. Now you feel like you're more clear. I can be awakened to a better opportunity or we can be awakened to something maybe considered more. What, is, what does that mean to you to be awake in, in, in the context of your work?
1: it's hmm. another good question. To me, um, being awake means truly knowing who I am and understanding those aspects of myself. And, and I used them earlier um, in the shadow aspect. Well, the, the aspect of, of love and acceptance and forgiveness so to me, being awake means being awake about parts of myself that were asleep my whole life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to me. So who are you? Ah, uh, Well, I can easily say I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, I'm a holistic health and wellness practitioner. Uh, but it feels more true to say that I am a woman who came here to this earth plane to experience many difficult traumatic experiences during her childhood. and young adulthood, um, so that I could grow and evolve and build the capacity within my heart space to hold sacred space for other women who are searching for that within themselves. And I don't even know if there's a right or wrong answer, but that's just what came out.
0: Now, you came to experience traumatic experience. Do you think you chose that before you came as a human?
1: I, I, in the past, I would have said, oh, no, how could you say I chose all all that? Um, And if, I don't know, you know, probably not many people know my story. Some do. Uh, I came from a family that was, that is considered, and I consider it as well, at one time, very dysfunctional. There is a a lot of abuse, all aspects of abuse in in my home. And uh, so I would say that I actually, at this point in my life, at 61 years old, I feel like I did, my sole contract was to come here on this third dimensional earth plane to do, uh, experience what I experienced and to do that work so that again, I could hold sacred space for my sisters, support them and lift them up. So yes, I will say at this point in my life, I do believe that I came here willingly choosing those experiences and traumas in life.
0: Mm, Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think often of uh, pain and suffering and the The context of that is what, what brings the the suffering or the growing. You go into the gym. Uh, back in the day when I actually went to the gym, but theoretically going to the gym uh, afterwards, if I was sore, I would say that was a really great workout. You know, my wife works out all the time, so she's like, "Yeah, I'm so sore. I did. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing so good." Now, somebody just randomly feeling sore, they could easily say, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me?" You know, maybe I'm going to die. I have cancer in my, you know, shoulder because it's sore, mm-hmm. and it could be the same exact feeling. One puts the context of this is good, and one puts the context of this is is bad. Uh, and I wonder if it's that simple with with our traumatic experiences, like you were saying before, uh, having having this shadow come up and it brings me pain or it brings me some suffering and i can say wow i have something to learn wow this is so great i have something to learn and that could be the same exact shadow that that causes had caused me to suffer tremendously or causes others to suffer tremendously and it could be either way a doorway or a gateway to blessing and abundance or the doorway into more suffering and separation
1: absolutely that that uh, really rings true for me as well Joan. thank you for sharing that i i I believe that with all my heart and soul. I feel that you know, everything is a choice. Everything that shows up in our life um, is an opportunity for growth, right? I mean, you remember Eeyore from, you. Eeyore from Sesame Street? I think Eeyore. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: okay. Toddlers. <laughs> I got toddlers. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Eeyore, uh-huh. oh, it's raining today. Well, Eeyore, that's your perspective. Oh, hum, oh, miserable. Or all those beautiful trees and plants are getting watered and we get more flowers this spring, right? Everything is a choice. Do you choose to be the Eeyore? Do you choose to, you know, be, I guess, Winnie? <laughs> um, everything yeah. is a choice. So, yeah, it's whatever we perceive it to be.
0: Do we all have these? Uh, you called it soul contracts when, when I was talking about traumatic experiences. These uh, these agreements that we make before we come to Earth. Do we all have these contracts? You think?
1: I believe so. I believe so.
0: How would we maybe not everybody would. What do you think? Uh oh yes, uh, yeah. I'm gonna you absolutely. Well, how how would you say that we would know what our contracts are? I mean, are we going to dismiss some experiences that we think are bad and accept some others, or, I mean, how-
1: that's a really good question. Wow, another great question. How do we know what our soul contracts are? Yeah. Funny, nobody's ever asked me that. So once again, I gotta, I'm going to tap into myself. Um, for me, I said, for I, I can only share my experience because my experience is different from yours, Javon. You might even have a different, may even have a different answer. It feels like, for me, the most challenging times in my life, and I can say it now because I've been through it, I'm, I'm through that portal, uh, were part of my soul contract because I learned so much from those experiences. And once again, you know, I don't, can't, I, I don't think we came here to just be I think we came here to help support each other and to evolve and to reflect back, you know, our gifts, our love, our sorrow, everything to help lift each other up, right? You know, if, if it's true that we have a second coming or others will call it a new earth and it's going to be heaven on earth and beautiful then do you think that that's going to be a new earth heaven on earth and beautiful with all this dense, heavy negativeness that's happening in the world right now? So I believe that our soul contract is to face those difficult challenges within ourselves, because we can't give anybody what we don't give ourselves to face those first so that we have, you know, the strength, the capacity, the compassion, the empathy and understanding to, to lift another up, and go there together, right?
0: Yeah, that's a wonderful thing for sure. Mm. Now, tell me, because I want to, I want to leave with uh, some some practical steps that people can engage with in order to uh, facilitate their own healing, facilitate their own uh, holistic wellness. And okay. let's hear from the practitioner, Patricia. Tell me about uh, your morning rituals that you do and why they're important and, and how, how can we have, uh, how can we do the same thing that could, could support ourselves with?
1: Okay, I love, I love that question. Um, my morning rituals, the first thing I do is I, I write in a, a gratitude journal. And I literally just went and bought a spiral, I don't know, five by seven gratitude journal with a small pen with a clip. So I clip it on the spiral. So I have no excuses. I always have a pen. And I write three things I'm grateful for at that very moment in my life. This morning, um, I was up at like 445. And the first thing I do is reach for it because it's on my nightstand. And I write it in. I actually belong to a small group where we share these things. Because then it holds each other accountable. We hold each other accountable. So I write in my gratitude journal. So I ask the listeners, what are you grateful for? Because if energy follows intent and you really get into the heart space of deep gratitude, thank you so much for my beautiful blessings. Ah, not just in your head, but you feel it in your heart, then more will be given unto you. Jesus, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. So gratitude. And then uh, restorative stretching. Sometimes I stretch in the evening, mostly in the morning. Literally, I have a a stretch mat, two stretch mats in my bedroom and a physio ball, which are the big Swiss balls. And uh, after I obviously go to the bathroom, come back, finish with my gratitude journal, come back and then I do my stretching because it opens up the body. Which if the body's locked up, the mind is locked up. Right, because it's connected. So I stretch out open and bring in the life force energy before I even leave my bedroom to come downstairs or upstairs. Yeah, I forget. (laughs) Um, And so gratitude, stretching, energy breath work is real beautiful. Breathing, even if it's just 10 deep belly diaphragmatic breath squats. You know, breathing, even if it's not just a squat, just breathing because most people don't breathe properly. So breathing from the lungs and the diaphragm. And then prayer meditation. I mean, here's my meditation couch right there. And I come upstairs and I sit in that couch and uh, mostly during the early morning. And last night I did it before bed. haven't done it yet. So sometimes it's at night. And I have a meditation, even if it's for just five minutes. It's just sitting in stillness, listening to what Source wants me to hear today and my higher self. And then, uh, of course, healthy, organic, wholesome breakfast. Or not even a breakfast, a meal, because sometimes I don't break my fast to like 1:30, which allows the body to rest intermittent fasting. So um stretching, breathing, eating wholesome organic food for your body type, prayer and meditation, and a gratitude journal if you'd like. So that's my routine. And you know, routines are very important because when you get into the routine then you're starting especially that type of routine health and wellness spirituality you're starting your day before i even go outside i'm like yeah let's do this
0: yeah you know well, and it's setting a clear intention as well right It's of Absolutely. going on automatic
1: mm-hmm. that's right
0: that's wonderful yes. well patricia you are a lovely woman i'm so thankful for your your uh, your place your intention in the world. Thank you for uh, offering yourself and loving service to to women, uh, like your web your website says, of lifting women who suffer from chronic emotional and physical pain, empowering a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So yes. lovely, right? And that which you give, uh, you receive, and so uh, it's a wonderful work that that you're giving. And Thank
1: you, Yvonne. Thank you. It's it's a it's a blessing to be able to have gone through what I've experienced in my life Um, and uh, to sit here and have this chat with you um, and knowing that uh, none of it was in vain. that There was a purpose. It was, my life feels very purposeful. Mm. And uh, when I have sisters that I had a phone call the other day with a woman and she was in a very difficult way. And I thought, wow, you know, you get it, Patricia, you understand her. And, you know, she we hung up, and she felt much more supported. So, that's what I came here to do. And and thank you, great spirit, for lifting me up.
0: So, as we end here, tell us what you think would be the message from, from spirit, from our higher self, from mm-hmm. from the infinite creator. What is what would Oof. that have us know right now?
1: Um, the first thing that came to my mind was stay in your heart, stay in your heart, love, love, love. Right now, especially in the world, there's so much division. There's so much separation. There's so much fear and doubt. Those are not from love and love being the most powerful vibration can shift and change everything. And if I recall, I believe that was Jesus's teaching. Love, so I would ask all of us to please consider to remain in our heart space. And if we get away from that, because we're human in this skin suit, come back to your heart. The more you spend time coming back into your heart, the more it will be there for you and for others who are asking for that love space. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: That's good, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, if you want to get a hold of Patricia, you can reach. Patricia Garza Pinto at divinemountainretreat.com, dot com D I V I N E Mountain Retreat dot com, and uh, thanks for being with me today.
1: Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.